today I'm joined by Jason. And we're going to talk about a couple of unsolved crimes in Oklahoma from the 70s and 80s. Just a few, really. Yeah, just two. Uh, so in 1977, at Camp Scott near Locust Grove, Oklahoma, um, on June 13th, between 2 and 4 a.m., three girls were sexually assaulted and murdered. They were moved from their tent and left about 150 yards away from where they had gone to sleep. A few hours later, at 6 a.m., Carla White, a camp counselor uh, assigned to the girls' unit, found the three girls' bodies. Um, by about 10 o'clock, uh, the camp was evacuated. The campers were bused to Tulsa to meet their families, and Camp Scott never reopened. So, like, they sent them home to their families after they questioned everyone and like, took them to the station to take statements, you mean? Uh, I don't think they did that, no. Uh, they, hmm. <laughs> well, because it was a bunch of little girls uh, who were probably horrified by the whole thing. So they oh. just put them on a bus and sent them to Tulsa to meet their families at somewhere or another. <coughs> None of them witnessed anything. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, Go the ahead. next day they airlifted the platform tent to a crime lab, um, and it was... It was a platform tent, okay. so like the floor, I guess, was like covered in blood, and they wanted all that evidence. Right. Uh, and it seems like the murderer or murderers attempted to clean some of the blood, and two different shoe prints were found. The press released information about the shoe prints, and it kind of created like a huge shit show with the Mays County DA, Sid Wise. Um, yeah. And the day after that, so June fifteenth, a man living in his car was questioned and released. And Gene Leroy Hart was named. He had escaped Mays County Jail four years before the murders, and he had been convicted of sexual assault. So, five days after the murder, uh, a murder weapon was announced to have been found. A cave was found with items stolen from a rancher who lived nearby the camp. His name was Jack Schroff, and he passed a polygraph test when he was at one point in question. Mm -hmm. uh, Gene Hart was the main suspect and was apprehended for the, after the largest manhunt in Oklahoma history. Though uh, he was returned to prison for escaping, he was acquitted of the murders. Um, targeting Hart had divided the people in Mays County, specifically uh, angering the local uh, native population. Which Hart was one of? Yes. Okay. Yes. And was he seen by a witness near the crime mm. or anything that would tie them in that cave that had the stolen items yes. there were some photographs that linked Hart to the cave but not to the murders right. specifically okay. um, and then this is sounding scapegoaty right well it made it made the natives in the area so angry a medicine man allegedly cursed the tracking dogs used um, and the whole thing was kind of amplified when one of the dogs died of heat exhaustion while working the scene, kind causation of people is, uh, out. Co Correlation is not causation. Right. Um, Still. Yeah. So, Should have cursed the dog's handlers, though, right? Yes. The three girls um, who were found were Lori Farmer, who was eight, Michelle oh Goose, who was nine, and Doris Denise Milner, who was ten. And Lori and Michelle had been beaten and raped, uh, and they and uh, Denise was strangled and sodomized. Denise was black and the other two girls were white, so I think that may have had 
something to do with the different treatments sure thing. of the girls. Uh, also, Lori and Michelle were found in their sleeping bags, and Denise was on top of hers. Hmm. In 1989, Reverend Gerald Manley told authorities... <laughs> I know, right? Okay. Told authorities he thought four men had murdered the girls. Uh, this is after Jean had been acquitted, and actually Jean died of a heart attack in prison. So oh, that's fantastic. Um, Manley provided two names, but the men named were never linked to the murders. Manley insisted he went to Camp Scott with four men who, quote, needed his Christian influence. Uh, he claimed he saw one of the bodies, and he did reportedly pass a polygraph, but police were unable unable to corroborate his story at all. But he was definitely so suspect number one after <laughs> uh, that manly or I mean the they could never they could never make his story yeah, fit the evidence. Um, and so those murders had never been solved. Do they have DNA evidence? Like uh, they did, but it's deteriorated because it's from seventy six. Um, they thought Jesus. a woman was involved at one point because they found female DNA but it could have easily been a counselor or any of the girls who were at the camp. And it's almost guaranteed that there's not a woman involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, not saying it they can't happen, but... Usually not with crimes no. like that. <laughs> no. um, but, so that's a little warm-up because so many other podcasts have done that murder. It's just one of those weird, never solved, the camp never reopened, uh, like... People are still weirded out by it, obviously. So this is just kind of wetting the palate for how uh, justice works in Oklahoma? Yes. That's not even that bad, really. Because, um... I mean, the police didn't mishandle it entirely. They yeah. didn't have anything to go on. Our, the next story is the Oklahoma City Butcher. Oh, boy. Okay. Here we oh, go. Oh, boy. <laughs> Here we go. Um, and this also happened... Well, this happened in 76, so the year before Camp Scott. Um... In April 1976, three men entered an abandoned building and found the dismembered body of a young woman. Uh, one, man, one of the men knocked over a popcorn bucket upon entering um, and found what they thought was a dog head. It was later found to be a young uh, native woman's head. Yeah. So in addition to being dismembered because they found body parts just all over the abandoned house, uh, her reproductive organs were missing. This goes the river, basically. Yeah. Um, the three men weren't just, like, breaking into abandoned houses, by the way. They worked for a drilling company, and yeah. I think they had to survey the area or something like that's a, that. That's a rough day at work. Yeah, that's super not great. Almost exactly three years later, in April of 1979, a group of kids... Uh, we're playing basketball at a park near the same area of Northeast 10th Street. Uh, one kid brought their dog, who vanished for a short time before returning with, yeah. guess what, another human head. That's what I was guessing. Yeah. Um, this time, the victim's body parts were wrapped in paper and sporadically placed over several blocks. Each piece had been methodically cut, washed, and cleaned by the killer. It wasn't like surgical cuts but it was methodical it wasn't like just hack and slash right they yeah. were crude yeah, cuts but they were intentional yeah gross um yeah i'm so, sure that he never went to any other cities and did this too this one gets especially horrifying so it took about a week for police to confirm they had identified uh they had identified the woman as arlie bell killian she had been seen by her family only hours before her head was found 
So shit. she was never considered missing. Holy shit. Um, and she had had a real shitty life before this. She was beaten and raped by her father at 16. And she began self-medicating. And she was prey to sex trafficking. Um, and her family... Oh, yeah, so this is really great. Her family was tormented by the killer for another week as he continued to dispose of her by the piece. Yes. So we're talking full-on serial killer. Yeah, over the same area near, uh, like, northeast 10th um, and Lottie area. Where he knew he could get away with it. Yeah, the, like, yeah. 500 block, yeah, of northeast 10th. Just go to a place City. where the city no longer cares about the people there mm -hmm. and just do whatever you want. Yeah, uh, it became evident the, uh, the killer was familiar with the area and was toying with law enforcement. After Arlie's murder, the case was unsolved, and there appeared to be nothing more from the killer. There was speculation of Arlie's brother, Perry, who had escaped a mental facility the same day she was murdered, and he did have a history of bizarre, quote, bizarre and violent behavior, including killing and dismembering two of his grandmother's dogs and threatening that same grandmother with a knife. But he flag. was cleared of all involvement. Yeah, uh, that would have been a really busy day for him. Yeah, and Henry Lee Lucas uh, was also briefly investigated when he confessed to the murders, but he had no involvement. He was the confession killer. He confessed to like anything right, that anybody yeah, said happened. Attention, sure. Yeah. Um, so, seven years after Arlie Killian was murdered, well, just thereabouts, a man named uh, Ar Albert Archie, who's 62, discovered a woman's torso and a piece of her lower left leg in the alley near his home in the same area. Mm. So this was in 1986, I think. I was going to say, can we agree that the 70s were a filthy, horrible time? Yeah, but super not that, great. So the 80s. Um, and a few days later, an unidentified female's head was found in the same neighborhood. The head had been placed in a dumpster, and the dumpster had been set on fire. Mm. Despite the killer's attempt to prevent identification, two tattoos helped identify Tina Mar uh, Marcia Sanders. And, oh, Jesus. yeah. She had been seen the day before her torso was found. So, she was presumed homeless, and she also had ties to sex work. Mm -hmm. So, investigators believe the three murders were linked, uh, <laughs> due, obviously, yeah. due to the savagery of victim profile and disposal method. All three victims were native, grew up in four, uh, poor families and communities. All three women were believed to be homeless at the time. Two of the three victims, uh, Killy, uh, Killian and Sanders, had a history of sex work, and uh, the two identified victims had been seen by loved ones within a day or less of their bodies being found, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, the victims were all beheaded and mutilated in the same way. All three bodies were scattered around the same neighborhood, predominantly populated by people of color. Still, of course. Still. Do we know where you can get away with it? Yeah. Uh, all three bodies had sex organs removed and were believed to be kept by the killer. The cuts made to dismember the women were crude and unprofessional, which just means anybody with the equipment could have done it. Right. Uh, the murders have never been solved. Um... And Native women are still ten times more likely to be murdered than any other race. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to get to uh, 
Kathy Lynn Shackelford. She was the first victim, and she was not identified until 1993, almost 20 years after. Was it a DNA identification? Um, no. People knew she was missing, but no one came forward for fear of police harassment because Kathy was part of the missing, missing. Right. Um, the people missing as runaways, vagrants, or sex workers. Um, it's so, good that we're discouraging people from coming yeah, forward with information. That's great. Over a decade for her to be identified, which is terrifying. But her family reached out to police. I think is what happened. <coughs> they shouldn't have. Uh, police would reach out to them. Yeah, I know. But can we take a minute to think about community policing here? Because we have a man <laughs> who's definitely not the only person doing this in the, in the country no. or the world no. who is made this poor neighborhood his stalking ground. Yeah. And they're out busting people for hanging on the corner or not having their bottle in a bag or smoking a rock or whatever the fuck that they're doing that's nobody, not hurting anyone else. There's a man walking around hunting people. Right. Why don't the police see that? This, uh, should, this guy should look out of place. Because it's a white guy. You know, we don't know, but it's a white guy. We can just safely say that. Uh, so shouldn't they have seen this out-of-place man stalking people like fucking game? I mean, you would think. For sure would think. Kind of seems like they're just trying to make money off of poor people. Um, yeah. Pretty much. Uh, in 2019, so just last year, there were 18 missing and murdered indigenous women in just Oklahoma City and Tulsa. So just like the two big cities that we oh, have. God only knows what's happened in the country. Yeah, in the rural parts. Out by um, the edges of the fucking um, reservations, which... Yeah, I do know that there is a network on Facebook uh, through the groups that they have for different reservations, yeah. which has helped some, but I mean... Reservations, <laughs> I understand them wanting to have their own police force. Mm -hmm. I totally get it. I'm all for it. Again, community policing, but we don't fund them. Right. And, and that, that just adds a wrinkle into it because white law enforcement doesn't care. Yes. Not uh, nearly as much as they should. Eight women were murdered and six women went missing. Mm. Oklahoma has the 10th highest number of missing and murdered indigenous women and girls, according to an article released May of 2020 from the University of Central Oklahoma. Um, yeah, we lead the nation a lot of fucked up shit. Yeah, luckily, I mean, it's bad, but to be honest, it's not as bad as I anticipated when I looked it up. Like, I thought we were going to be in the top five like we are for most uh, terrible things. We got Mississippi, we got Alabama, <laughs> Texas. That, 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 you know, that's hard to beat. I mean, I suppose. It's hard to beat the not give a fuck of some of the southern states. Yes. Because, um. <laughs> I mean, you get a lot of talk nowadays, that you, and as we should, we're starting to talk about people of color yeah. more as, like, part of the society. Indigenous women, especially, but indigenous people in general are getting left out of that. Greg. Dang it. So, yeah, they're getting left out of that. So, hopefully, we'll be able to actually give a shit about everybody. Right. That would be real rad um, if that was a thing that could happen. But then, you know, people are people. Yeah. And I'm not even trying to do. Uh, research for the, this podcast, you, you're probably running into having a hard time finding information about the women that have gone missing because they give that little love of a fuck. 
Yeah, well... The butcher you're going to hear about. And then there's... Well, this was in the 70s. Yeah. Um, and a lot. I feel like there wasn't as big of a concern because it wasn't involving the white communities. Because at the time, Oklahoma had some serious issues. Are we doing better now? I vaguely. So we're <laughs> doing better but not trying hard. Right. That's our state motto, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Do better but not try hard. Something like yeah, that. Um, so, <laughs> if you'd like to donate to help prevent more indigenous women from suffering the same fate, please check out mmiwusa.org or you can contact them at 503 891 0040. And honestly, for listeners in Oklahoma especially, learn about the culture a little bit. Yeah. Listen, go to the Red Dirt Days, something like that downtown. Learn a yeah. little bit. They're yeah. people Oops. just like us. Western Heritage Museum might even have something. I'm not sure I haven't yeah. been there in years. Yeah, there's a lot of resources here if you want to go look at them. So just go look at them. Yeah. If you have a problem with a whole color or race or creed or whatever, yeah. maybe go look them up. Learn a bit about them. Maybe it would find be... out that you're just being prejudiced. Yeah, it would be good for you for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. In Oklahoma, though, it's really hard to not at least know one native person. Right? We have a re- pretty high population. I think we got a lot of white people like, oh, yeah, my friend there, he's yeah. Hispanic, Indian, something, I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, he's vaguely brown-ish. Yeah, he's cool. People are. But just, you know, ask some questions. Most people are willing to fill you in on their culture a little bit. Yeah. They're happy Mm -hmm. you ask most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Shows that you want to learn something about it. Do a little better. Decent people need to go into law enforcement. More. Speak up. Mm -hmm. See something, say something. Where your liberal is showing. Oh, shit. (laughs) I'm... Oh, it'd be great if we didn't have any of them, but that shit ain't going to happen mm. unless there's a big revolution, which is entirely possible. And like I said, it gets set off. Dude, I'm, on, I'm basically right where you are, but I'm just, I don't, you know, I'm comfortable right now. So That's <laughs> I'm kind of trying to hope it just waits a little bit longer. Yep. I want people to get justice and shit, but like full on revolution. And uh, I feel like it may be relevant to bring up the fact that uh, I know at I know that Native women have been treated like shit for all of history mm. in this little hemisphere area. Since white people showed up, yeah. And uh, we were doing forced sterilization of Native women until the 1980s. Yep. And no one has said jack shit about that, really. Like, they're not ever specific about it. They talk about it like it happened way back. Yeah. No, it was happening when, like... People were like people I know were alive. alive. <laughs> yeah. 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 And yeah. by the way, we're doing it to Hispanic women right now mm-hmm. on the border. So maybe let's think about this shit. Talk about it. That would be super rad if we could do that because that is something that Hitler actually borrowed from the U.S. That everyone's like, this is Nazi shit. No, we did it first. Yeah. yeah it's Jim Crow shit. We, That's where we he got did a it lot first. Yeah. The father of modern gynecology used black women and didn't use any kind of sedation because he believed they couldn't feel pain. Yeah. 
And that's how we got most of our gynecological knowledge, and that's pretty fucked up. That explains the instruments. <laughs> yeah. They look like torture devices. It's pretty awful. And how, yeah, they don't feel pain. Uh, just all the screaming is just yeah. incidental. It doesn't mean anything. Um, and to top off this depression buffet full Jesus. of just, like, shitting all over women, uh, <laughs> Oklahoma has the highest rate of female incarceration in the country. About 132 inmates per 100,000 women in the state. And that's about du almost Fuck. double the national average. Which is extremely huge to and begin that, with. That's my fun fact um, about Oklahoma. Um, we hate women. Yep. <laughs> A terrible place to be a woman. And if you fuck up a little bit, that's our excuse to fuck up your whole life. Yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, like to do that a lot. A lot, a lot. Just think, you know, when a girl hits her first period and becomes a young lady, that we should teach her how to shoot a fucking revolver and give her one. Yeah. Like, that would even the playing field out a bit. You want to see gun There'd control. be a lot of Arm dead fathers. I'm just yeah. going to say. There'd father, be a lot of father dead... shot in the dick. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. just shot. We, 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 we got to work on the species here. It's a, it's a we're, real... We're fucking this up. Real terrible time to be alive, but maybe we can do something about it. That would be cool. Um, check out local organizations. Yeah. Pull over and protest. There's plenty going on. Yeah, pretty much. I'm. If you live in a populated area, you can go to your county jail and there's probably a protest happening. Just go to the side that's not screaming about killing people. Yeah, that's... That's how you know that you're going to the right, right. side of the protest. Side, yeah. yeah. Usually. Usually, except for the, the abortion thing. That's true. Because... Yeah. <laughs> that's so back-ass words. Anyway, thanks for listening. For more fun episodes, I guess you could subscribe. Um, super uplifting, as you can tell. Uh, Stay informed. Uh, the yeah. only way to stop atrocities is to drag them out into the light. Yeah. So, face it, look at it, and stamp it out. Otherwise, we get a fascist in fucking power. So, have a good one. Yay! <laughs> Yay!